Hello and welcome back to episode four of the Away End, the podcast where every day is an away day due to our location here in the USA. Today we don't ha- just have one lovely co-host and one lovely guest. We still have our lovely co-host. How are you, Alden? I'm good. How is everybody doing? We have two guests. Brody, you are on episode three. Cameron, you're on episode one and two. It's nice to have you both here at the same time. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Nice to be back. Fantastic after the United win uh, yesterday. Brody's trying not to fall back in his chair from leaning back and and forward to talking to the microphone. But we got a good podcast lined up for you guys today. We're going to go straight into the top five strikers of all time. When we say strikers, we mean... uh, yeah. Oh, did I say top five? I meant top ten. Sorry, sorry. Top ten. When I say striker, we're meaning more of like a center forward uh, or or point striker. We didn't really include wingers on this or like people will talk about like... Just a a true nine. Yeah, true nine. No inverted wingers or Mohamed Salahs or anything like that. Um, But we did want to start off with some honorable mentions. Brody talked about some that he had early on, so I'll let you go first. Brody, what are your honorable mentions? Uh, I have David Villa, uh, Van Persie, Van Nistelrooy. And this one, this one hurts me from taking out a top ten. <clears throat> Alden, it really hurt me. Aguero, I had to take him out of my top ten to fit some other people in there. Just but wrong. I'm just saying he was in my top ten at one point. Just wrong. It, it's it's the Champions League trophies that did it for me. Oh, How many right. does he have in his trophy cabinet? He just he just got the World Cup. He didn't even play. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. For my top ten, I went with players that I could most of them that I have seen play while watching television i tried to stay away from the guys that like had their careers in like 1950s 60s 70s you know uh just because i don't know too much about their game and like yeah i could be a highlight merchant on them but like i feel like to really understand the presence of a nine you have to i don't know watch them like in a real match in their era so that's that's how my list has kind of gone especially too i wanted to preface that my list is on personal preference and not on, uh, I don't know, like I thought this merit. was top 10 strikers of all time. It is. Jack's I mean, top 10 strikers. Yeah, it's my top 10 strikers of all no, time because nah, I'm the host of this podcast. So uh, I had some honorable mentions, though, like Di, uh, Di Stefano, is that how you pronounce his name? He was one of my honorable mentions. Um, Pele also is an honorable mention of mine. But some of the guys that I think barely uh, missed out was like Samuel Eto'o. Um, Sevchenko barely missed out, and Hernan Crespo barely missed out on my list. The fact he just said Pele missed out on his top 10 just tells me his top 10 is tragic. My top 10 is just people that I've watched. I would love to put Pele in there, but personally for me, I didn't. I, I wasn't around in the 1950s, 1960s to watch this man kick ball. So. Luckily, a top 10 is not about personal. It's about best in the world. Probably, yeah, but I'm going with, with the people that I think are the, the, the top 10. If I had some honorable mentions, I would say Didier Drogba would be up there. Uh, Diego Costa. Those are two that come to mind. They didn't make, they didn't make my top ten. Any for you, Cam? Mm, Zlatan to shout, probably. Diego Costa, Sergio Aguero. Just name a few. Okay. Um, so, Brody, you started us off with the honorable mention. Start us off with number ten as well. Who's your number ten? Or I guess your number ten, number nine. Ibrahimovic. Zlatan Ibrahimovic is also my number ten. I didn't think of him, but <laughs> hey... His mom is Bosnian, I believe. Big ups to Blair. Um, but I'll, I'll get my number 10 out of the way early. I'll get you guys paying over with Erling Holland. Already at number 10. Yep. As I've said, the two episodes I've been in, Alden's opinion is no longer taken into account. Bro, he's a goal-scoring machine. He's not human. Stop. Stop. Mate, uh, he's been playing in a relevant league for one year. The Bundesliga is a good league. It's and not relevant. Dortmund's a good club. They went to the Champions League final before Arsenal. Not before, but more recently. Okay. Bro, I don't want to hear you talking over there, and I don't want to hear you talking either, Cam, because y- y'all... You I've guys won teams. the Champions League more recent than all of you guys. That's so. fair, so but no, your team no, so stinks. You your team stinks. The first, the first... We beat you. The first year Arsenal's relevant, Jack wants to talk all dirty. My number 10 is Marco Van Basten. Okay, we're not just relevant. We were winning the league. That's a good show. But you haven't won it yet. Who's your, who's your 10? Marco Van Basten. Okay, that's fair. He, he didn't make it in my list, but he's somebody that kind of slipped my mind. I'm not going to lie. To go to my number nine, we've got Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe's already on your list, bro. Bro, he's he has like, what, eight goals in two World Cups? He's 23, dog. That's even better. That's the point. 
He's a machine. No, he's not been around long enough to be one of the best ever. Not one of the best ever. If he were to get injured and never be able to play football again, yeah, he's good, but he's not the best ever. He's in the bottom half of my top ten. He, I think he will maybe even progress in that top ten, but as of right now, he is a proven player, and so is Erling Holland. Don't get me wrong. He'll definitely be in this list before his career is over, just not when he's 23 years old coming off of his second World Cup. You have Erling Holland and Mbappe to start off your top ten strikers is crazy, dog. It's, that's crazy. The back-to-back finals... And like I said, I think he has like eight goals in two World Cups. And in the first one, he was 18. But, I mean, yeah, those are kind of like my my modern-day shouts. But, yeah, I think they deserve to be up there. Okay, well, going from Kylian Mbappe uh, in this argument, who I feel like is more Mr. Irrelevant, to a nine that I feel like is relevant, my number nine is Didier Drogba. He makes it into the top 10 for me at number 9. I loved watching him at Chelsea. He scored a brilliant header to win Chelsea the Champions League. We were just talking about the Champions League earlier. He deserves to be in this top 10. To tie the game, not to win. Well, yeah, to send you to overtime, but eventually you guys ended up winning in PKs. But, yeah, I mean, what do you think, Cam? Do you think he deserves to be in this list? I think what he did for Chelsea was great, but I don't think he's a top 10. Really? Why do you think that? Well, what, what, what makes you think that he is not top 10 quality? based on careers of other strikers that I have on my list. Okay. That's interesting. Part of the reason he also edged it a little bit for me, too, was the fact that he has uh, a clutch gene. He always popped up in the big games and the big moments, and I feel like that's part of what being a striker is about. I mean, at the end of the day, you're there to score goals and put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, But I don't know. Giroud for France in 2018 didn't score a goal. Still one of the best players. Yeah, but Drew doesn't make it in the top ten. I'm just saying, not all strikers are going to be goal scorers the entire time. No, but I mean, you're talking about the te- the top ten of all time. I mean, these guys are going to have more memorable moments than any other players in football. Uh, <laughs> but uh, did you share your number nine already? No. My number nine is Romario. Romario, okay. The Brazilian. Yeah, he was a nice player to watch, Brody. Your number nine. I think he deserves to be higher, but I don't. Want to hear it from you guys? I'm putting uh, Rooney at nine. Rooney at nine isn't bad. I can see why you put him there. He's not too. Uh... He he did a functional job at the number nine. I don't most think... goals in the United jersey, top five for England. Yeah, I mean the numbers speak for himself. He's a guy that's still relevant to this day. I mean Harry Kane is still trying to pass him as the. And he was brilliant at DC United. <laughs> <laughs> what as a player or as a coach? Both. <laughs> This dude just loves Rooney. He loves Rooney more than you love Man City, which which speaks volumes. I'll go. I'll go straight into my my number eight here. Um, I I agreed with Jack. I enjoyed watching him play for Chelsea, and uh, I had to go Drogba here. That's what I like to see. That's what that's what I like to hear. My number eight is Luis Suarez. I think he deserves to be on the list. He's part of the MSN front three for Barcelona that did amazing amazing things. Uh, just a shame that I can't find a spot for him higher up. I just think. The guys that I have in front of him are better players than he is. So, I respect Suarez. Shout, he's in mine as well. But you guys are just gonna hate on my list this whole time. Um, my next one is Robert Lewandowski. I can see why, but he don't. He's not top ten of all time. I just think he's he's insane. He's proven through and through. He's, I don't know. He's he he has a good trophy cabinet as well. He plays for Poland. You can't expect too much. But I think he won the Champions League with Bayern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What more can you ask? From now on, after Alden speaks, we're just going to keep going because it's not even a point in argument. Alden's ball knowledge accumulates from when Man City got taken over. So before, pre-Man pre City doesn't exist for Alden. I was 10 years old. All right, let's just go to my A because Alden is a lost cause. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Eusebio. That's a class player. I'm not going to lie. Is there a reason that you put him at 8? You know, um... My nine, my eight, and my seven were kind of all. So then who's your seven? Go ahead and go on your seven. You can my explain seven is Luis Suarez. Okay. But I just think Luis Suarez, seeing him play in the MSN, you know, with that Barcelona team, just does a little bit more for me. That's fair. We're going into seven? Yeah, you can do your seven. It better not be CR seven. It's uh, Suarez as well. Suarez at your nine. So we had pretty similar lists right now. I mean, you had Drogba one person higher, Suarez one higher than I had him. You had Suarez one higher than I had him, Cam. <coughs> My number seven is Dennis Burkamp. I think he's class. I watch uh, YouTube highlights of him. I could do it all day. He played with Thierry Henry and an invincible Arsenal squad. 
Um, and it always feels good to be able to put a, an Arsenal player in a top 10, no matter uh, what position it is. So, yeah, Dennis Bergkamp. This is my last bad shout, but I'll defend it by saying he has <laughs> never he's never won a trophy with Tottenham, but he is England's top goal scorer, Harry Kane. No Harry way. Kane! No way! You're putting Harry Kane on the list, and you haven't said Drogba's name yet, bro. I said Drogba's an honorable mention. He didn't make it for me, unfortunately. Harry Kane is not as good as Drogba, man. Harry he's Kane's England's, a proper beast. England's top goal scorer of all time. That don't mean crap, bro. That means nothing. It means quite a bit, man. He's bagged a few. Bro, I don't. I, I at number seven of all time though. Harry Kane is the number seven striker of all time. A man that has not won a single trophy. It's my last bad show. He's on Tottenham. Harry Kane's better than Lewandowski, who's won the Champions. Bro, come on, you're you're waffling over here, bro. <laughs> this is my co-host we're talking about, bro. If it were anybody else but you, I could not have as big of a problem. I'm about to get my contract cut. Exactly, bro. You're about to get sent out to transfer FC, bro. No cap. But. Uh, you, you've been kind of going more down like a recent route with some of your picks. I take a step back with the next one. Uh, mine is a recent. My, my number six is recent. Um, recently, he's, he's been better than Harry Kane. He's been better than a lot of other strikers. It's the best striker in the world. Oh, Kareem Benzema. No. The best striker in world football right now. Benzema and Harry Kane should not be in top ten, but Harry Kane's better than Benzema. Benzema is better than Harry Kane. He's proved it this past year. I've been saying it for the past year. I've gotten everybody in the friend group to say that Harry Kane is not as good as Benzema, except for Cameron. Because I'm the only one that has ball knowledge. I got ball knowledge, too. This you man won a ball and You're saying that a man who missed a penalty to send his, or I guess to tie the game in the, what was it, quarterfinal? That's bad management. That's not Harry Kane. You take two penalties Bro, against you, the same you goalkeeper. You can't tell me that a man that has won day. the Ballon d'Or is... Is worse than a guy that has but not won Perbenzma a single trophy. Hotspurs. Perbenzma on Tottenham. And he would win the Champions League that they made to the final yeah, against okay. Liverpool. This is how I know my friends don't have ball knowledge. Okay, so then who's your six then? Talking Mr. mad shit Mr. over ball there. Knowledge. Yeah, Mr. Ball Knowledge. Who's your six? Puskas. Okay, what Whoa, he, he just keeps no, making no, no. old guys, I have, a, I, have a question, I have a question for you. What did he do besides get a trophy after him? What's for Puskas somebody is, what's, to get a trophy after him means a lot more. He scored than one Golasso. He scored a Golasso. He played. Michael Jordan has a trophy after him, bro. I guess that's not a good argument. Uh, what, what, you what? are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually terrible. At um, okay, what was Puskas's best goal? What got him the Puskas award? <laughs> Which one was that? Describe it for me, mate. What did it look like? Mmm, we got him there. We got him there. He's better than Benzema. He's better than Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> he avoided the question, so he's done. Brody, who's your six? You guys going to start flirting over there? You're going to answer my question, mate. Cameron's going to hate me for this. Martial. Benzema. Let's, let's go. Benzema does not deserve to be in the top ten. Neither does Harry Kane. Mate, he deserves to be at number six. He deserves to be in over Harry Kane. Who is your number six? How all many time? World Cups does he have? You guys, how many? How he many? He has zero World Cups. He has Cups. more trophies he has than Harry World Kane Cups has. And he plays he, on France. You could have one. You could take his I'm, Ballon d'Or. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not debating Harry Kane versus Benzema right now. I'm debating Benzema in the top ten. Zero World Cups and he plays. For okay, France. that's not partially his fault though. Didier Deschamps has been in the, cheat, the seat for twelve years, and he had a falling out with if, Benzema if, if in like 2012. If Buddy doesn't get in trouble, he plays for France. Yeah, he plays for France now. Giroud he came back. Is better than Benzema. He came back in the last year and literally carried is them better through. better than Benzema. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I forgot to put Benzema on my list. I made my list in about five minutes. But Benzema tried to blackmail his own teammate, so maybe that's why he missed out on my list. Um, and numbers, I, I went from number seven, Harry Kane, top goal scorer for England, to the all-time goal scorer in the Premier League, Alan Shearer. I think with those numbers, you just can't debate it. I wasn't around to watch him, but he's he has a number that I don't think anybody will reach for a long, long time. Alan Shearer is also on my list. Um, the next couple that I have have already been said. Um, my number five is Rooney. Wow. I think that he – I mean, you look at the time that he played nine at Manchester United, they were very dominant in world football. I mean, not as dominant as like Barcelona or Real Madrid, you would say, but they dominated the Premier League. He won a majority of their titles playing the nine. I think that uh, he scored some of the best goals. I mean – I, I mainly watch the Premier League, and when I look back in Premier League history, most some of the more iconic goals um, are scored by Wayne Rooney, like his bicycle kick against Man City, certain things like that. Like You didn't have to say that. I don't know. I, I just feel like it would be 
it's hard for me to to give like an actual reason where I can say like, oh, his ability to be a late runner in the box or do this or do that. I just think that he's got so many moments and he's such a special player that he deserves that number five spot. Thoughts? Anybody? Uh, I, I went with your previous, couple previous, uh, Dennis, this bird camp. Yeah, we're on number five, Cam. For my fifth, it's uh, Di Stefano. Di Stefano. He just didn't make my list because he played from, like, 1945 to 1966, bro. He played, like... <laughs> I mean, but, but Pele played pretty early. In the- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, that's why it was hard for me to put these guys on the list because it's, like, I don't know if I... I don't want to have to do the job of comparing the, the past footballers to the current ones and everything like that. So, I can see why you put them on the list, but... Mine is a past footballer, but pretty recent. Robert Van Persie. He was a player that I feel like strikers like him just aren't like that anymore. I don't know. I, I loved watching him. I thought he was a magical player. You want to talk? What about, about him? What about him made him magical? You want to talk about the one goal for Buscas? What about Van Persie made him top five? Uh, left footed volley, mate. He scored some bangers. Oh. And Buscas has a whole banger named so did, after him. So did Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch scored some bangers too. Is in your top ten? No, Peter Crouch. Then you're least. shocking. You are shocking. <laughs> no, bro. I'm sitting here as a United fan. Who loved when Van Persie was there, and you're putting him in your top ten? It's I'm a, a disgrace. I'm gonna stop I don't even know if I'm putting him in my top five strikers at United. Nah, I'm being serious here. It goes Martial, Anthony. Exactly. But like your debate is, he scores some bangers. Yeah, I score some bangers in training too. But you don't see see me put myself in the top ten. Scores some bangers outside of training, mate. Oh, I score PKs. <laughs> Hey, that, that might get you a, a spot on the top 10 strikers in and of itself, man. In my list, there's, some, there's some strikers on this list for some people that can't score penalties, so that's all I, I have to say. scored a penalty in the same game. I will pull up a compilation of Ben's been missing penalties. Your next smells. Um, moving on. We, that was just number five, right? Did everybody share their five? Okay, so now we can go on to four. Cam, you lead us off with number four. Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry at four, classic, big man. Um we already talked about Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer is my fourth. Mine as well. My fourth is one we talked about. Um, it's Luis Suarez. He's just a player that I've I watched a lot. And I don't know. He he was one of those players who had a lot of crazy goals. I could name five right now. The one that comes to mind, <laughs> the one that comes to mind was when he nutmeg um, David Luis. David Luis. And then he sounded like R2-D2. He sounded like R2-D2. I just had the video come up on my timeline. He said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was dying. I'd never heard the audio until that video got run back. Um, me and Brody got really similar to the list here. I'm not going to lie. So I can't really talk. I think, I think we're going to have number three the same. I'll go, I'll go for it. No, we're not. You can go ahead with yours, though. I have uh, Terry Henry for number three. My number three is not even on your list. My number three is Sergio Aguero. Dude is a legend, bro. All right, that's a quick skip. Um, we'll go Gerd Muller for my number three. Muller is good. Um, of course he's good. You want, hey, hey, can I get some backing here for Sergio Aguero at three? He's up there for me. He's better than Rooney. He's he's, he's up there for me. Um, Sergio Aguero is a better striker than Wayne Rooney. I didn't put Rooney on my list. I'm not saying for you. I'm, t- I'm talking about for him. Brody's the one that's staring at me. United Fan FC over there staring also, at me like, feel he's like crazy. Rooney didn't play striker like the entire he, time. He didn't play the entire yeah, time. He played like, striker at a young age and then moved to Cam. And I feel like he played like on the outside. And he played sometimes. on the he played as a nine though later. Yeah, in his yeah. Career but like, well. what did what did he do to Arsenal when he was at Everton? What did he do to Arsenal when he was at Everton? I don't know, mate. Go ahead and tell me. Oh, you know, I want you to say it. I want that dirty mouth of you to say it. <laughs> Damn, bro. Okay, <laughs> this dude's trying to. Trying to get some ASMR on the podcast. Is better than Wayne Rooney. I would, I, that, in my opinion, yes, he is. Aguero? Mate, that, that moment in and of itself will be remembered for, for centuries, bro. And he made he made Wayne that Rooney cry that day. Literally made you guys lose the... the he made Wayne Rooney cry that day, bro. So no one's going to remember the bicycle kick against Man City? I literally just talked about that. I didn't win the league. I literally just brought that up, bro. So I remember Aguero... Just like I remember Rooney. But I remember Aguero as a better player than Rooney. So we can move into – wait, who hasn't said their three? Oh, Alden hasn't. 
I think if Pancho Puskas can be on this list, and I couldn't tell you a single trophy that he won beside the one named after him, I think my Bosnian diamond, Edin Dzeko, deserves to be on this list. Oh my no, stop, no stop, stop. Alden is no longer saying it's other big. Oh my gosh. What is it, bro? Edin Dzeko at number three? He won the English League. He won the Italian League. He won the German Cup. He's from Bosnia, man. But as number three striker of all time, bro. All right, all right. Since since I'm getting just too much hate about Puskas, he won La Liga top goal scorer four seasons in a row. What has that Jekyll done? Did you? How many of that? <laughs> do you remember watching that? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? It's about top strikers of all time. I'll just wonder. Top strikers of all time. You put Holland in your list. And Jekko. Don't forget Jekko, bro. That's just criminal. I would say Holland deserves to go above Edin Dzeko in any striker list that you're talking about 616 ever. 616 goals and 620 appearances. Better than Holland. Bro, I go off my eyes, not Google, bro. Oh, damn. You don't go off your eyes because you put Edin Dzeko on the list. Oh. You know how many times my eyes have watched Edin Dzeko? More than you. Too many. Google, too many, apparently, because you think he's the number three <laughs> striker of all time, man. Uh, uh, we can move on to number two, though. Brody, you seem eager to speak, so we'll let you go. I didn't. I didn't say my number three. Oh, you haven't said your three yet. Okay, go go do your three, and then you can go on to your two. Uh, Terry Henry at three, Pele at two. For my number two, I have R nine, Ronaldo. My number two is R nine, Ronaldo. My number two, the legend was just loved, Sergio Aguero. All right, Alden, just go for your number one, please, so I can get your number list one. Mr. Suey, Cristiano Ronaldo. Bro, Cristiano Ronaldo isn't a striker, striker bro. Get out of here. His list is terrible. Jack, just go. Just go. Um, so I, I, I'm going to get some hate for this one. But we have to remember that the list has personal preference. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So The list does not have personal preference. My number one is top Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. Alden thinks that is now a pass to put CR7 on a striker's list. No, that is criminal. You cannot put a player that doesn't play the position at the number one player of his position, bro. We could put Messi in at the best strikers of all time before we put Ronaldo in there, dog. But the best striker, Thierry Henry. Again, and, and I'll put my hands up on this one. He's probably not better than R9. I'll admit it. R9's oh, won, won a World Cup. He's done all this. But to me personally, man, Thierry Henry's got a special place in my heart. He right, made me... Arsenal talk. Okay. He, uh, he, he made me love football, bro. Special place in my heart. My dad has a special place in my heart, but he's not <laughs> Hey, but when he, put, when, he, when he hops on the Xbox, bro, with the FIFA controller in his hand, you can put Doug as the top 10 strikers of all time. If we had a pro clubs, he's playing the striker, man. Brody, who's your number one? R9, the real Ronaldo. Real Ronaldo. That's fair. All right, the one and only correct answer for number one is Pele. That's true. If we're going off of uh, black and white television, <laughs> <laughs> and again, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. It has. They have TVs over in Bosnia. Okay, okay. But my with color, is- bro. Set on these TV Oh my gosh. Um, my problem is right. We just can't be using like the. Excuse of, okay, Messi and Ronaldo are better than Maradona and Pele because they play in a time where football is harder and then not subsequently think the same thing when we go and look at footballers from the past, in my opinion. And that's why I went with a little bit more edge in modern-day footballers. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say that my list is the only list and it's the best list. Um, if I had to go off of like true footballing knowledge, yeah, it would probably be, would be closer to Cam's. But mine is more of a a player preference tier list as well. To who I enjoy enjoyed watching. I agree. And Alden's is just FIFA. Alden's is just cat, bro. Alden just smells. What? It's it's god awful, bro. It's nah, rank. Nah. You have some decent. You have some decent shouts in there. Like I'll give you Aguero at two. That was one of the worst top ten lists I have seen of all time. And Are I could like, ask my dog to make a top ten list, and it would be no, better. Okay. The only thing I've heard worse on this podcast was last week when Brody said McAllister was seen as best midfielder. Oh, Brody, he's calling you out like that. You got anything to say? I guess the ball plays golf, and Enzo Fernandez just is not born yet. He's a swimmer. Goal, yeah, goal, I, Olympic I gold so. swimmer. McAllister, hey, he went to Brighton, and guess what? They lost to Charlton. Hey, that's fair. But you bring up Brighton and McAllister, some of the, these players that play in the Premier League, and we want to make a return 
to a segment that we did earlier in some of the unreleased episodes of the podcast, but it's a game or a segment that we like to call higher or lower. And essentially, from here on out, we're moving to the Premier League and we're going to be going through every single team and what position they're in. So to start off, we'll go with, with 20th place, Southampton. Southampton, let me pull up their fixtures real quick. They play Fulham away and Nottingham Forest. Do we think that they are going to move up in the table or they can't move down in the table, but for mid-table sides or sides that are above 20, we can guess whether they're going to move down. They play Fulham and Nottingham Forest. They play Fulham away, which I think they'll lose. But Nottingham Forest, I think, at home is a great opportunity for them to get three points. And I've backed the Southampton team all season. I liked, I talked about how I like their team. They have a lot of young academy players from Manchester City, this, that, and the other, but they're woeful. And I think they'll be higher up, but I think they'll still be in the relegation zone. I think they should get three points off of Nottingham Forest, but they're losing to Fulham. I think Nottingham Forest and Southampton are just going to switch. I think Southampton's going to go higher because if you look at the fixtures for Nottingham, they're playing Chelsea and Southampton. I think that's zero points out of the week. That's fair. Southampton isn't a team that I'm very knowledgeable of, especially this year. It seems like they just keep kind of getting hit with uh, games that turn into losses upon losses. They've got 12 points, um, and they're only like – Leeds are 15 points, and they're, they're in 15th. So if they get three points, that's going to boost them up in the table a lot. So this bottom of the table, there's a lot of room for movement in terms of going higher or lower. I agree with you, Cam. I could see Nottingham Forest and Southampton switching spots, especially because of the six-point game that's going to occur basically between Nottingham Forest and Southampton, and it's definitely going to be beneficial for them that it's at home. Brody, do you agree? Southampton moving up in the table? Yes. Oh, you're so you're, you're something else, man. We can move on to Nottingham Forest at 19th. We talked about how they play Southampton. I'm not sure who their other game is against. Let me pull that up. Oh, they play Chelsea. Yeah, you just said that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure they even get three points in the next two like week and a half. They might actually be like bottom bottom of the table by a significant amount, which is devastating for them with their current financial situation that they're in. That would basically mean like they're set back for years before they return to the Prem. But I guess if, you know, taking zero points in the next two game weeks doesn't entirely secure uh, relegation, it just gets a better idea of what you're going to be fighting for for the rest of the season. Anything else to, to speak on Nottingham Forest? I think they're going down. Yeah, that's pretty safe to say. In 18th, we've got Wolves. I said that Everton was going to beat them this past weekend, and I was wrong. Wolves came back in a thrilling game. They find themselves in 18th place, 13 points. Um, anybody know who they play? They play Man United. And Aston Villa. And Aston Villa. They're, I, going, they're going down with Nottingham. You think so? I think they get zero points. Aston Villa and Man United are for sure beating them. They can, they can scrounge three points out of, out of those two games. Have you, have you watched Wolves this season? Besides the Everton game? No, I watched the Everton game. Wolves are They're they're bad. But, I don't know. They seem to have a spark in them in the Everton game that they didn't have before. They have a new manager. Um, It just seems like things are... There's a new energy about them after returning from the World Cup. So, I could definitely see them gaining three points. I don't think that it'll make a significant difference for them to go up. So, yeah, they'll probably... Go down. I would agree. They probably go down on the table. I agree. They're going down. I think they're getting zero points, to be honest. I, I truly, I really think Villa beats them. Like, I'm not gonna talk on United because we love losing games, <laughs> and we should have been Nottingham Forest five or six zero, but we didn't. But I think Villa beats them. They just look so poor all season. It like looks half of them. It looks like they don't even want to be out there at this point. That's fair. Moving into seventeenth <laughs> place, Everton. You know, they just lost to Wolves on the weekend, as we just talked about. Everton play... City, Man City, and Brighton. Man City, and Brighton. And the new relegation zone will have Everton. Yeah, they're going down. Southampton's going ahead of them. I agree. It's like we're seeing all last season again on truth. I don't know. I don't think they'll get relegated, though. They're too good of a team to get relegated. They're just having a... They were fighting it last year, though, as well. Yeah, but they had a different manager. Angelotti went, and they didn't have uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I mean... They're not really using him this year much either, but I don't know. 
Everton just aren't going to stay around the relegation zone for long. It just kind of seems like it's a week-in, week-out basis depending upon who they play. And their next couple of fixtures aren't, you know, give me points. They're going to be points that they have to work for. I'm not saying that they can't, you know, get one point or three points off Brighton. But, you know, I just watched Man City bop. Um, who would you guys play today? Leeds, yeah. Uh, so I don't think that that game is going to go too well for Everton. So, yeah, I, I would agree. They're going down. I agree as well. It seems that there's a common trend for this right now um, for the, some of these lower teams. I can't pull up my table. West Who's next? Ham. West Ham plays Brentford and Leeds. And for this, I think they're going to stay the same. I think those are two. I think Leeds-West Ham will be a decent game. Do you think that because Brentford, they West Ham, be tough for them. They beat Brentford, lose to Leeds. They beat Leeds, lose to Brentford. They like, lose to Brentford, tie or beat Leeds. I mean, it's, what, 15 versus 16 there? I could see Leeds beating West Ham. West Ham's going to get zero points in the next two games. They'll get at least one out of one of the games. They might turn it around, but if they don't start picking up points fast, David Moyes might be the next manager to go. Yeah, I think David Moyes has been questioned even before the players went to the World Cup. But I want to say this team will go up just because I think they can beat Leeds. Um... Leeds, I think, showed like they're strong today, watching them play against Manchester City. But I think that West Ham need points, and they need to pick it up. So it, now could be a great time. Brentford aren't the easiest game in the world, but it's at their own stadium. So the, it's in their own hands. We were just talking about this team. Leeds in 15th place. They play Newcastle away, which is never an easy game. And then, obviously, West Ham at home. I see them going up. I think that they genuinely beat West Ham, and that'll be enough for them to move up in the table with how some of these teams lower than them are, are currently doing. They're going down. You think? I think they're going down. Especially after being thrashed today by City. But, okay, it would be different. I would feel a bit different if they got thrashed and they deserved to get thrashed. But Leeds actually had a couple of good opportunities where they could have scored. Now, they need to get their finishing figured out because too many times I've seen Leeds kind of Pushed good teams, Man City, Arsenal, especially at Elland Road, back into their own box, and then they get a good goal-scoring opportunity, and boom, they turn into Jack Grealish and whiff it 40 yards over the bar. Sure. But, I mean, come on, man. If he did it once, it would be a different story, but he did it three times in the span of 20 minutes. We'll talk about it. Um, but, yeah, I think that if they – Jesse Marsh is doing something here. Let him cook, bro. Let him cook. Uh, and if we let him cook long enough, he's going to make a good gumbo. So that's how I see it. I think they're going down in this coming week, but they do have some upcoming fixtures I think they should win. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be tough. Newcastle, they're not winning, but like I said, when you're at your own stadium, it's in your own hands. They're playing West Ham. West Ham have been poor all season. They could get three points. But in my opinion, I think they're going down. I think they stay the same. That's a fair assessment. I mean, if they get three points, it's very likely that they could not move up or move down. But moving on to 14th place, we got Bournemouth. Bournemouth hosts Crystal Palace, and then they travel to Old Trafford to play Manchester United on the 3rd of January. They're going down. I don't see them beating Crystal Palace. I don't see them beating Manchester United. I see them getting zero points and going down. Thoughts? I think last week I touched on that Palace have won one away game this season. So... Realistically, they should be looking to beat Bournemouth. But, yeah, United, they're not going to win. I would say they'd probably go down just based on other teams' form. But I think they'll win at least one of their game out of those two and get at least three points. But I do think that Bournemouth go down on the table. Uh, I think Bournemouth stays the same, honestly. I see them being Palace. If you watched that game last week against Fulham, Palace was terrible. They were, at their, they were at their place, and they were terrible. They didn't get two red cards. Before the red cards, they were terrible. So, <laughs> I don't know. Palace just isn't the same this year. Yeah, but there there's times where they look good, though, which is difficult to say. But I, I genuinely do think Patrick Vieira is a good manager. I think that if you give him time, he'll have good uh, results. It doesn't help, though. Yeah, that Gunners. It doesn't help that Connor Gallagher is left. He's at Chelsea now. Like, you have some guys that aren't exactly the same in that squad. 
Um, and they just don't seem to have a consistent goal scorer that's going to bag 15 goals, 20 goals per season that's going to be able to – Wilfred Zaha. But he doesn't. Because he has no team around him. He's got Eze. Um, Edouard isn't bad. Eze Eze is so young. The, the people that he's playing with are, like, super young. He doesn't have, like, a, a team yet. I, I'd, yeah, I'd agree. IU, but <laughs> Jordan Ayew's trash, bro. I, I can't believe that that guy's still playing in the Premier League. But I think that... Autumn, why wasn't in your top ten list? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just insane. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, you take away Connor Gallagher, you're also, taking... Zaha already has six goals this season. Yeah, six. That's not 15 or 20. Yeah, Holland has 20, I think. Season isn't over. And he plays on Palace. Not I mean, we'll that. see. We can revisit this conversation and see if Zaha... If Zaha gets 20 goals, though... Crystal Palace will be fine. They'll get 12th, they'll get 11th, and they'll be okay. You know? But we're not really here to talk about Crystal Palace. We're here to talk about Leicester City, who I believe is in, what, 13th place? And they play Liverpool away and Fulham at home. They'll get three points. Down they go. Down they go. They'll go down. Leicester is terrible this year. Fulham's nice. They'll go down, but I can see them getting three points out of those two games. I think that Liverpool will beat them by four or five, and that Fulham will beat them at their own stadium. I think Leicester are bad, and these two sides are both good this season. I agree with Cameron. Why do you think Leicester is so bad? Brendan Rodgers out. Really? That they they dropped these next two games. We could that could be another manager we're looking at leaving the Premier League. Well, I mean, they were like dead last, weren't they? And they still didn't fire him. They backed him, and then he got them up to where they currently are now. So. It doesn't matter where you're at middle of the season. It matters when all the matches have been played. I don't know. What, I don't know what a match is, but <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, we can assess. I, I don't know what kind of football he's paying attention to, but we'll uh, figure that out. Twelfth place, Aston Villa. They play. Let's see here, Tottenham and Wolves. They'll stay the same. I'm seeing three points out, but yeah, they'll probably stay the same. Bro, they could beat Tottenham. That's not crazy to say. They're not beating Tottenham. They they probably won't. But it, I'm not saying that because Aston Villa are so good. I'm saying that because Tottenham are so shit, bro. How are you lo- you tie Brentford two to two? You were losing to Brentford two zero. I, I it happens every week, bro. Every week they go down and they come back and then they tie the game or they win the game, bro. And I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah, I think they're like the side like who has gained the most points from trailing positions in the game. Which is just insane, being a top-half team. Um, but to talk about Aston Villa, like you guys said, I think they'll stay the same. They should get three points out of the Wolves game, I would think. But realistically, they, we just saw Tottenham draw to Brentford, so maybe they can get a point out of Tottenham as well. Anything else to say on Aston Villa? So what, we think that they're going down? Or they're staying the same. Everybody thinks that they're staying the same. We're all in unison on that. Okay. Good, good. We're edging closer to the top half of the table. This is the last team in, in the bottom half. We've kind of touched up on them a little bit. But Crystal Palace in 11th place. They play Bournemouth and, and Tottenham. They'll go down. Um, I, I don't see them getting maybe even three points out of this. But they might get... Uh, I can see them getting one point, but that's still going to move them down on the table with how some of these teams are, are going to play. I agree. I think that if they get any points, it's one. You would think playing at their own stadium, they have an advantage against Tottenham, but we just saw them play at their own stadium against Fulham, and that was pretty bad. So we talk, I talked about their away form. I think that they're about, these are a tough two games for them, and I think they're going to go down and not get three points out of either game. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Echo. All right, let's talk about Fulham then. We can talk about Fulham. What do you mean, Fulham? Skip Brentford. We've just got Brentford, bro. Oh, my gosh. Brentford in 10th I place. Ivan Tony. That's, that's all I need to talk about. <laughs> For the bookie. I don't genuinely know. I was so surprised that he was going to play. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Bro, that's crazy. crazy. Over 100 charges. He's got 262 now. We talked about that last week. It went up by thirty. It's that's insane. So I don't know. Brentford. I saw. I saw. He told his own brother he was going to transfer to a club. <laughs> he bet on it. He didn't even transfer to that club. No way. Yes. That's yes. awful. <laughs> but I don't even know because 
Brentford have come out and said that they're looking at a striker replacement just in case there are some shank, some sort of sanctions that come under him um, for obviously breaching the rules 262 times. It's hard not to think that he's going to be able to play after, what is it? Well, he has to say something by like January 4th or January 6th or something like that. So I'm really surprised he played this week. And he scored a goal as well, so more power to him. But let's talk about Brentford. They are playing West Ham away, and then they're playing Liverpool at home. I think that they could maybe get some points off of West Ham, but the last time they played Liverpool, I think it was embarrassing, no? 3-0. So not that bad. But I think that they're going to embarrass them regardless, Um, which makes me think that Brentford will go down on the table. 100% Brentford are going down on the table. Yeah, I'm going to say Brentford's going to go down. I don't think it's going to be as much of a battering as last time the 3-0, but it'll, they're going to lose. Could they beat West Ham, though? I mean, it's, uh, that's just so tricky. But I, I think they're going to beat West Ham, but it's so tricky. Brody, any thoughts? No? Brentford to go down? Cam, you were so eager to talk about Fulham. I'll let you talk about Fulham. Fulham is a side. With two Americans starting in the back line. I mean, Anthony Robinson did not have a good showing in the World Cup, but my dog, Tim Ream scoring his first really Well, banger, season. too. Man, he roofed that thing. When <laughs> I saw that he scored, I thought it was going to be like a header or something. I look back, watch the highlights. Tim Ream, side volley, bro. Karate kicks it. Straight top, top of the net. So they're playing Southampton, <laughs> Leicester. I think those are two easy ones for them. Like, I think they get full two easy six ones. points. Full six, six points, points, they move up for sure. I agree. Okay, so they get six points. I mean, they're currently in in ninth on 22. If they get six, that puts them on 28. We could be looking at Fulham in like seventh place. That's crazy to think about. If, if I'm being realistic right now, I think Fulham will pass Chelsea this week. This, yeah. this next two weeks because we have to play City. and I was just about to touch that's, on that. That's a tough game. As a, as a Chelsea fan, that's a tough game. I mean, we're going to have to touch on it a little bit more as we talk about Chelsea. They're in eighth place on 24 points. Um, you guys play Nottingham Forest away and Man City at home. To be honest, though, I don't think it's going to be as bad as what it would have been before the World Cup. I think having a little bit of time for Grand Potter to kind of teach his philosophy to the to the players. Um, I think, I don't know, I think it could be good. Chelsea looked good. Um, I want to get your thoughts on Reese James starting and getting injured. I want to also touch upon, this is not the first time we've seen it happen. It happened to Fofana when he came in um, earlier in the year. They kind of seemed like they rushed him back a little bit too soon. He gets injured. Is this something to put on Graham Potter? Is this something to put on the medical staff? Uh, is this a concern for you and your, cl- and, and your support of the club and your support of the manager like moving forward? I think it's all parties, kind of. I mean, the medical staff can only say so much. They can give kind of suggestions, but at the same time, if the player himself is saying he's good and ready to play, it's manager's decision whether he trusts the medical staff, the player, because, like, the medical staff not all the time will know exactly how the player's feeling. And I think, especially it being Reese James, um, he's, like, I'm going to say he's the most important player on our team. When we play with him in our squad, we're a different team. So I think it was partially a little bit of wanting to get him back so he can play the football that we know he can play. Um, probably him being eager to come back after having to miss a World Cup. Uh, I don't think it's something really to be concerned about. Uh, he should only miss a couple games, what I saw. But, yeah, I don't think it's something too big to worry about. Um, you guys are also currently in eighth. This isn't really normal for Chelsea, but then again, you know, you had your whole, um, I don't even know what you want to call it, like f- sanction. You guys had a m- different manager to start off the season, transfer window closes, and then you hire a new manager, um, obviously with a new owner. So it's not like everything is supposed to be running in order for you guys. My my the, the way Where I'm trying to go with this is, it doesn't seem like this is going to be a season where Chelsea are pushing to be a cha- in a Champions League position. But realistically, you kind of need to look your season in the face and go, what are we striving for? What is our expectation for the end of the season? Currently, you guys are in eighth. 
what's your highest expectation that you have for your club this season? Highest expectation is a Champions League spot. But you guys still th- you think you can still get up there? I think I need to watch a couple more weeks of football and see how they're adapting to the new coach and everything. We're going to have hopefully some new signings in this January window. Um, and some players coming back from injury, some big players coming back from injury. So um, I think that after the next couple of weeks, I think as a fan base we'll have some, I guess we'll have like a better idea of where we're going to stand. But I honestly think with the team we have, people coming back, the way Grand Potter had Brighton playing, I think we could be a Champions League side this year. Do you think you go up or down from this week? Down? I think down because I think Fulham's going to get six points and it's going to be tough. I think the most we could get is four probably. I agree. I think they're going down. I think that um, Nottingham Forest will be a good warm-up match for them in a sense. Um, but City will not be an easy game for them, I, I hope. So I think they stay the same, probably go down. I think the way that Graham Potter runs the team, though, it's hard to say that any game is going to be a warm-up match just because he rotates his squad so much. How did you feel about your starting front three of Pulisic, um, Sterling, and Kai Havertz? I honestly don't think that's much different than what we played before. Just Pulisic started. But I think Pulisic kind of showed in the World Cup that Especially under a new manager that he just needs to be given a chance. Under uh, Tuchel, he didn't really have his chance or Tuchel just didn't prefer him. But Grim Potter being a new manager, seeing him play at the World Cup and how well he did, I think it's good to see and I think he performed well in that game. Okay, that's enough about Chelsea. We can move on to Brighton. Brighton play, let's see, who who are they coming up they against? They play Arsenal. They play Arsenal at home and then Everton away. They get three points. Maybe one point. They get three points from Arsenal. They're not getting three points from Arsenal. You're waffling, man. Yeah, I think they'll get three points. From Everton, right? Yeah, that's what I like to hear right there. I think they get three points off of Everton, but they give Arsenal a run for their money. Maybe, I hope, get a point. Brighton in the past has been kind of our bogey team, but then again, we finished eighth, so like half the league is our bogey team. So I think, actually, they'll get six points because McAllister's pretty much like Ballon d'Or winner. So. That's facts. You see that pass, mate? You're going to be in the middle of a sentence sometime, and Brody's just going to clock you from that side of the table. Um, but, yeah, we can all kind of agree. Does it, so, if they get three points, are they going down or are they going up? They'll go down. They'll go down if Fulham gets the six points. That's fair. Uh, yeah, because that would put them at 28, and Brighton would be on 27. So, you're right. They would go down. Um I don't know. I don't feel like any of us are too keen on Brighton and what they're doing. I like some of their players. I think, like, Matoma is a really good center mid. Trissard. Um, Trissard. Trissard, McAllister. They got a decent squad. Their new uh, coach doesn't seem to be horrible as well. He seems to be fending for himself. So, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I feel like this is going to be an interesting time for them to see where they start moving. If they move down and then after the next couple weeks they keep moving down, then they might need to reevaluate some things. But this will be – an interesting period for them in that football club. I right, off topic for one second. Have can we talk about the Nottingham Forest coach? How ugly that guy is. <laughs> I saw a tweet. Have you seen a picture of him? Someone was like, he looks high. And then someone responded, he was like, he always looks high. He's just hideous. Like he literally have you guys ever seen the Goonies? Yeah. He literally looks like that guy <laughs> from the Goonies. I'm not even kidding. Have you have you seen a picture of him? Have you seen a picture of him? <laughs> I've seen him all the time. Jack, you've seen a picture of him, yeah, right? I've seen but, like have you seen him scream? Yeah. Ugly. Hey, you guys. <laughs> One of the ugliest guys I've ever seen. I'm glad that you took the time to get outside. I was, I was uh, sorry. I was I was just looking at United, saw the 3-0 when it gets to them, and I was just like, just the, the picture of him screaming at Old Trafford just really did it for me. <laughs> um, we can move on to Liverpool. Liverpool are, I believe, in sixth place. Six points. They've, they've got... <laughs> Uh, Leicester away and Brentford at home. I agree, six points for them. Six They're going to move up. I agree, six up. points. But does that move them up, though? Because we can talk about Manchester United and how they're going to play Wolves away and Bournemouth at home. Brody, where do you think your club's going to go? I want to say full six points here, but I I think we'll get four. I think I think we draw against Wolves. 
Is we've done it. We've done it in the past. We've lost at them at home. Hey, you cannot back the early kickoff. I do have to. I do have to. So so. I, I six points would love it. Four points is what I think on the weekend. They're getting six. I would agree. I think they go up, especially because, um, especially because Tottenham are dog shit, and they're right above you guys by one point and you've played one less game than them, you'll be fine. You guys will move up uh, in front of them. You guys will be that fourth spot. And it's just a matter of whether you guys are going to have the run of form to hold it or not in terms of some of your later games that are going to occur later through January. You guys are also, like, needing to sign players. Um, You know, Gakpo obviously just got transferred to Liverpool. Like, they basically pulled the rug out from underneath you guys uh, on that transfer. So it'll be interesting to see where – Honestly, I don't see... Is there somebody that you would want? Gakpo. But how'd that work out for us? It happens every year. I I see us signing players this January, but nothing that's like crazy. We're going to be like, oh my God, this guy's going to come into the squad right away and just change everything around. I really don't see us signing anyone like that. The only person I can think of is Martinez from from after his World Cup for Argentina. He was brilliant. That's the only guy that I've seen so far linked to United besides Gakpo. But typical United. And But I loved, like we talked about earlier, Ten Hag coming out and saying he's disappointing the club. Something needs to change. And it just... I agree. It just... I don't know. It's going to be interesting when January comes around for a lot of clubs, especially Chelsea. I think Chelsea will dabble a lot of money around as well. Um... Your boy McAllister is actually has been linked to Chelsea. I'm being serious. I saw it on Twitter. Vardy all. Rafael Leal coming to Chelsea. I want to see them in Manchester. But Mateo Kovacic plays for Chelsea. Vardy all will be coming to Chelsea. Yeah, I can. I agree with that, but I, I don't know who. If you had to say right now, who do you think United signs? I don't. Think the only thing I can think of is Martinez. Maybe Enzo Fernandez. Mm, yeah, Enzo Fernandez. I mean, but if you guys sign him, it's going to be for a hefty price tag. I mean, everybody and their moms wants him right now. So, well, yeah, we would have done the same thing with Gakpo. We they really, they 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 throw Alden three hundred million dollars out. We just throw money around like it's fun. Look at look at our center back that doesn't even play. We threw him eighty million. What are you saying about Alden? He's pretty much Bosnia Latoro Martinez. I mean, well, Alessandro Martinez. Dude, I'm, well, I'm, he's definitely higher up in the top ten strikers of all time. He's over Jeko. I'm five eight. I don't lose a header. <laughs> but no. Four points for United on the weekend to be like truthful with myself. Um, I talked about on the last episode, we kind of looked at United a little bit, and I talked about how a lot of these Manchester United players had good performances at the World Cup, especially, you know, to highlight some guys, Casemiro played great for Brazil, came in, had a stellar performance on the, I guess, midweek, um, I guess, post Christmas, you would. It would be more brilliant. accurate. Yeah. Post Christmas, uh, post Christmas game was phenomenal. Same thing with Rashford for England. Uh, scored. Absence of Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, the, who other than Anthony Martial to step up? Also bags what, of gold. What? What? Did you see the finish? Oh my god! Bro, I <laughs> don't know how he scored. One that, of the but... worst finishes. Like, did you see it, Cam? Great finish. So I just think that this team looks like they're doing all right. They're on the up and up and. Eric Ten Hag, I think, is actually like a good coach. Did, that he will make some of these players? Did better. you watch the game yesterday? Yeah. You see where Luke Shaw was playing? He's playing center back. Yeah. There's an interesting. <laughs> he put Luke Shaw in that center before he put Harry Maguire there. Yeah. It just comes to show that there there are some things that are changing at the club, um, and it seems like he's now that the media is kind of off his back a little bit. It seems like he's got more. Balls. He's got more freedom. He yeah. doesn't have to every. He doesn't have to think about every move he makes with having the press on his back. And plus, like with the owners looking to sell, he might be thinking, I, "My job is more set in stone than the actual owners themselves." So maybe I have the freedom to go and do whatever he wants. Either way, it seems to be working out for you guys, and I think it will work out in the long run for the rest of the season. Don't get me wrong; you guys aren't going to win the Premier League this year, but you guys are will be fine. And if you guys miss out on Champions League for one year to have to get your squad right and spend no, the money, no, it won't. Do that, no, then they're. 
top four is the only thing I expect to have United this season. But that's not to say that if you guys don't get it, that your season is. Ultimate oh no, failure. I I I agree. But yeah, I, our, I were, our, we we should be we should be reaching top four this year. The squad we have. If I were you guys, I'd rather say I would rather enjoy the football that's being played and take a hit on playing Europa League and not have to play some of our guys that are going to have to play 90 minutes in a Premier League match as opposed to trying to rush and get Champions League and now you're having to play two games in one week with a with one squad that's at a high enough level to play in the Champions League and Premier League, you know. So that that's just how I see it personally. But I think you guys will be all right. But a team that is not doing all right because they're absolutely ass, Tottenham Hotspur in fourth place, they will be taking on... Da-da-da. Aston Villa at home, Crystal Palace away, and then they play Arsenal. Oh, and then they have City after that. Zero Dang. points in the next two weeks. They're going down, bro. I think they're going down. They're winning both those games. I think they beat Villa and Palace. I think they go down. They will not be in the top four by the time January 5th rolls around. Wasn't when we were Mark talking about Villa, words. you said they were going to be t- Villa was going to beat Tottenham or draw them? Mark my words, Tottenham will not be in the top four whenever January 5th comes around. There's no way. I don't think so. They will be. And if they are, they won't stay there for long because... I honestly could see Tottenham being Arsenal. I know that's another week past, but I... It, it's, not out of the, it's not out of the depths. I mean, you're going to play your rival at home. Like, if I was Tottenham, I would expect to win that game if you're at home. If we lose to Tottenham away, it's not like the worst thing in the world as an Arsenal fan. It, it is for you, though, Jack. And Harry Kane's going to bag a goal, and so is Son. Bro, Harry Kane always crying. scores against Arsenal. Son's going to start crying when he scores. Oh, my gosh. If Son starts crying, I'll, I might have to buy a plane ticket over to England just to scrap him. But, yeah, I, don't, I, I think Tottenham will go down. I can't tell you how, exactly how many points they're going to get, but they'll, they're bottlers, bro. They're serial bottlers. So, they'll, they'll, something bad will happen to them. It has to. You know who's not going down? Who? Newcastle United. Newcastle United are not going down. They'll be in third place. They're going to stay in third place. Probably for the remainder of the season, I would say. They look good. If you Miguel Amaron. If Atlanta United, boy. So the next two games that Newcastle have are, are Leeds at home and Arsenal away. Jack, you think that uh, Newcastle will keep their position. That means that they most likely beat Arsenal. Do you believe this? No, no, they, they don't, don't have, have to beat be Arsenal. Arsenal. They just get three points out the week or out the two weeks. I can see us tying Newcastle. They're a good team. If they give, if they, that game is at Newcastle, Arsenal loses. I don't know. I think Newcastle is a good side. Um, I think people are underestimating Arsenal this year. I can't sit here and wholly say that you know we're gonna be. I, I can't sit here and say that that's an easy game. Um, Newcastle are a good team. They seem to. They now have an identity. Um, a fluidity about them where they it, it's not like they're getting lucky goals. Bro, Miguel Amaron will basically walk the ball into the net on the weekend. Um, but do they have Matt Turner? I don't think so. They don't have Matt Turner. So, <laughs> yeah, but I would, do, I would do on baby. So, <laughs> uh, LeBron James is soccer, baby. Exactly. But I don't know. I They definitely beat Leeds. That's for sure. So, if they get three points, they'll stay in their position. If they get four points, if they get six points and beat Arsenal – Good for them. That still means that they're not going to go down. That would be great for everyone involved. No, just for you. Just yeah. for you. A team that would benefit greatly would be Manchester City, who currently sit in second place, five points behind Arsenal. Their next two games are Everton at home and Chelsea away. I want to say it's six points. Um, they're staying. And if I want to make a risky bet, I'll say they go up, because I think Newcastle <laughs> will get points off of Arsenal. Dang, you guys have – they can't go up though. They if, have. If Arsenal wins one of their two games, they're not going to go up. The next four games that you have are all tough. Or take Everton out. After Everton, they got Chelsea, they got United, and then they got Tottenham. But I can't say anything about United because earlier. Yeah. That's crazy though. That's a hard schedule. Plus, they play Chelsea again in the FA Cup, and they play Southampton in the EFL Cup. But we also played Chelsea a month and a half ago. And we beat them too, no. But you played yeah, them a month and a half ago, pre World Cup. play any of our starters. We, we, we don't play Premier League squads in FA Cups. The Carabao Cup's the biggest trophy in England. Stop. Bro, Pulisic started. End of conversation. What do you mean, Pulisic started? He just started his first game. I'm pretty sure this is our second game this season. Last week. That just shows. He's top three Chelsea players for me. This is how I know you don't know the ball. Ed and Jekyll, number three. Uh, yeah, Man City will stay where they are. You guys aren't moving up. No one else thinks that we're going up. 
You can't if Ars- unless Arsenal. Oh, you guys might move points, down. Low key, you guys might move down. You're out of your mind. No, because if Newcastle pulls six points out of there, I I honestly think you draw or lose to Chelsea. Mm, you drop points somewhere, bro. I'm gonna tell you two nil Chelsea. You either drop points yeah, two nil to Chelsea, Tottenham, okay? Are you, right, but you have to go to Stamford Bridge and beat Chelsea bro, on their the, ground. That stadium is falling apart. <laughs> It's, and not. you guys don't have fans, so which one do you want? <laughs> Your stadium is falling apart. It's still a tough atmosphere to play in. Falling apart, brand new stadium, doesn't matter. That's a tough atmosphere to play in. I think we can beat them. Hey, we'll see. I mean, you, you think that you guys are going to stay in your position. I think that if you guys move anywhere, it's down. You guys aren't going up anytime soon, for sure. So you can keep number two for a while if you want it. You guys might get number three, though. We'll see. But now it's time to talk about the best team in the no Premier League. Shit. The All right, they're going to stay the same. There we go. Thank you for doing that. They're going down. They're going down. Okay, but did you, who, are you they, guys, who are they losing to, Alden? Newcastle. Okay. We I, might. I can, I can see that. But, even but still, they still stay because they're going to get three lose, points. If we lose, that's our second loss. You guys have already lost two games. We get six points. We go top. No, you no, don't you because don't. they will have 43. You will have 41. Do you not understand? He doesn't know math, bro. <laughs> We have better goal difference. <laughs> what? Hey, if you're they still will have on two points, more points, the goal differential don't matter, dog. You're down points, right? They're going to lose their next one as well. Don't worry. We're not losing to Brighton. Hey, what, what is, what's this? Two, period. Zero. Two zero Chelsea. No. But first second, can we, can we actually talk about this Arsenal squad? One point, probably like 8-5, not 2. <laughs> um, but... I don't know. No. Did anybody watch? Did, did anybody watch the game this weekend? Yeah, you guys were trailing to West Ham on a penalty. It was it was soft. It's just I don't know. It it did worry me a little bit, especially in the first half. Um, there was a lot of speculation going into the game about Eddie Nketiah. Is he going to be a good player? Is he going to be that guy to step in for Jesus? If I'm entirely honest, Nketiah probably is a better scorer than Jesus, man. He came in for one game and scored but a goal. He's no Jekko. He came in for one game. That's facts. Scored a goal. Jesus only has two goals on the season. Jesus isn't a goal scorer. He's there for and, the and I would agree with you. I I don't think Jesus is going to be the guy that scores 19 goals for our team. He doesn't have to. We've got Martin Odegaard scoring goals for us, which is it isn't even somebody I would have thought would score goals for us in the beginning of the season. But it's mainly coming from Martinelli, from Saka. Even our center backs are getting in on the goals a little bit. I think. Most of them have already scored a goal. Um, Tyranny's playing DM for us, apparently, uh, part of the game, which is just bizarre to watch. But there's such a fluidity about the team. I, I, do you think we can win the league, Kim? The way it's sitting right now, yeah. I think as long as we don't get knocked off our pedestal anytime soon and we keep this run of form going, we'll be fine. I think if the league ended tomorrow, then yes. But you guys still have a lot of games to play. As do you guys. 100%. But you guys have pl- – I, th- I don't know. I think if I look here as his games, you guys played a lot of easy teams. You guys haven't played the big 16s very much. You guys have a hard schedule coming up. Who did you guys lose to Alden? It wasn't a big 16. You lost Brentford. Who did you lose They're to, Jack? Bro, he wants to ask this question every time. Exactly. See, so you play a big 16 and you lose. It's because they haven't played enough big 16s. We also 16s. played Tottenham and won. It was at your own stadium. Okay, and that's still a big six team. I'm giving you a hard time. I think you guys will just not stay first. You guys are not winning the league this year. It's hard to say that we you are, but Liverpool. It, it's that's that's rich for you to say when you're in second place. You won't be talking to me from second place. You can, you aren't even on, on our level, bro. All right, the whole on our level stuff. This is the first year Arsenal's relevant, and I don't know how long. Let's exactly. not go. There, but this bro. is the only year. Hey, how many Premier Leagues have City won in the last five years? Four. How many Champions Thank Leagues? Oh. Have any of you guys won in the last five years? Bro, win, your, okay, no, win no, no. your own league and then worry about Europe. But we can be the champions of Europe. Worry about your own league and then We're champions Europe. of Europe. Are you? We're worrying about our own league. Is that why you lost to us in Champions League? Man, if we were yeah. worrying about our own league, we would be talking about MLS over here. I like Sporting KC. <laughs> we're part of Hermes Army here. Barbecue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... No, we can talk about sporting maybe as the... God, M- no. Please, for the love of God. No. Yep. We will not be talking about sporting. I'm <laughs> not, not talking about sporting. <laughs> Vermees out. Need a new manager. Period. We wasted $9.1 million on Polito. Conversation over. Thanks for watching or listening. 
we can talk about them as the MLS season edges closer. Hopefully, uh, me and Alden will be able to do some more stuff, like God, actually no. in and around the the stadium. Oh, and I, can't see that um, I don't know, like it'll just be a lot better, seeing as though the team that we support is actually like in and around the area. It's local, so hopefully we'll be able to get more stuff out about that. I'll be I'll be intrigued to listen to Casey Current then too. When you <laughs> yeah, talk about for them. sure. We can talk about Casey Current. I'm going to the stadium when they build it. Exactly for sure. In 2024, 2025. I'll be there. Looks sick. But unless anybody else has anything to touch upon in terms of the top 10 strikers of all time or the next couple of, uh, I guess, maybe week and a half of games that we have ahead of us. I mean, we got a break tomorrow on Thursday, but after that, it's straight football from Friday until I believe it's Thursday. So it's going to be a good week for us football lovers in the next couple uh, a couple of weeks. But. Brody, Cam, any last words you have to say before uh, leaving the podcast? See you guys when I get back. <laughs> Niles, good being here again. Enjoyed the time. Good. Hopefully uh, we can get you guys back on maybe after January 5th and see you know, how some of our predictions and look back on the, the standings and see who's higher, who's lower, and just kind of see – check the ball knowledge out, as Cam likes to say. We can see who really does have the ball knowledge. but We'll figure that out in May. <laughs> But for the time being, for the next maybe week and a half, uh, that's all I have left to say. Alden, how are you, man? Everything's good. Thank you guys for watching. Good. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Watching, listening, man, it don't matter. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, this episode four, and hopefully we'll see you back for episode five. Have a great night.